What does it mean to be rich? Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. At Edward Jones, our dedicated financial advisors are the people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Because the key to being rich is knowing what counts. Learn more about our comprehensive approach to planning at edwardjones.com slash findyourrich. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Another AI unicorn is born today, this time backed by big names like Salesforce, Google, and Microsoft. That is the focus of today's Tech Check with Deirdre Bosa. Morning, Dee. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, we're seeing this bifurcation in the startup landscape, which has emerged this year. There's AI unicorns, and then there's everyone else. This morning, Typeface AI is the latest to reach unicorn status, raising $100 million at a billion-dollar valuation. I sat down with its CEO, Abe Parnas, and asked how the round came about just months after having raised $65 million. We were not really actively seeking money. As you said, we had plenty of capital. We were kind of doing very well in terms of market. Uh, There was significant inbound interest. The round was oversubscribed. Uh, But for us, this was also not about just the money, is the partners. the specific partners who are investing in this round are very exciting to us, both the traditional venture investors as well as strategics. So that's where it gets interesting as well. Microsoft's and Google's venture arms both invested, perhaps further signaling that this space is so hot, even fierce corporate rivals are willing to invest in the same company. This is far from the only company we've seen this in. Typeface's round follows other recent generative AI startups that have reached unicorn status at lightning speed. Their stability AI, Cohere, Hugging Face, Anthropic, Scale AI, that's just to name a few. Today alone, there was another massive round announced billion for inflection. This is another AI startup backed by Microsoft, NVIDIA, and all the usual AI billionaires, Hoffman, Gates, Schmidt. All these startups do various things to harness the power of generative AI, from text to video and image tools to hardware setups, helping companies build their own chatbots. In Typeface AI's case, it's content creation for businesses and marketing and advertising, which is becoming a very crowded space. So, Carl, Leslie, if you are thinking this all sounds a little frothy, you are not alone. But what is clear is that the race is on. VCs, tech billionaires, corporations, they're all willing to spend huge amounts of money to find the next open AI. In the space you're dry, is there anything that's not in AI that's getting a $100 billion round these days? (laughs) I mean, it seems like it's very, very specific in the VC world. That's a good question. And, you know, maybe a few months ago, there might have been something else, but everyone is basically pivoting to AI. So even if you weren't an AI company a few months ago, you are now in some way. So that is really where it is the hottest, but it's so different. And I know you follow this very closely as well, Leslie, but you think about the late stage side of this market, the names that we're looking for IPOs from, like an Instacart, like a Stripe, like a Reddit, they've actually seen their valuations come down, right? So if you're not an AI company, not only are you maybe you maybe you don't need to raise money because you raised it in 2021, but you're not going to fetch these kinds of valuations so quickly. Of course, they're starting from much higher points as well. The FTC is reportedly gearing up to file its biggest case yet against Amazon. That's the focus of today's tech check with Deirdre Bosa. About a percent decline in the shares today, Deirdre. Yeah, which isn't nothing. So if this is the FTC's quote unquote big one against Amazon, it may have finally have gotten investors attention because typically, Kelly, you don't see big tech move much on regulatory news or pressure. But this case 
targets Amazon's core e-commerce business. It is a unit that already has razor-thin margins and seen growth slow from the pandemic heyday. So Amazon's cut of each sale by merchants on the platform has been rising, surpassing 50% according to one study. So if Amazon is pressured to reduce that, that could hit those already thin margins. And we know that growth is also slowing at the profit engine, which is AWS. So that could hurt the Amazon thesis, although we have seen the company come back this year. Yeah, and this, I mean, we've heard so much, uh, you know, career-making cases to come here. At what point do investors get more concerned? I think that's exactly what they're doing. And I guess there's questions as well about the FTC's Lena Khan's role in this. She has um, published papers and gone into Amazon's business before, which which Amazon has said sort of precludes her from taking this on. But she's determined, certainly. And there have been three cases before this one targeting different areas of the business. But again, this one targets the core. And that has really been sort of the big question mark for investors. Did so well during the pandemic. Remember, Amazon built up a huge amount, doubled its warehouse capacity and has had to sort of pay for that since because e-commerce, that line that we thought was going to happen during the pandemic has sort of petered out a little bit and returned to somewhat normal. Yeah, absolutely. Deirdre, thanks. Appreciate it. Deirdre Bosa. Join Finteract, a peer-to-peer community of financial services professionals, and keep your finger on the pulse of the industry. Finteract offers a digital hub to start conversations, connect with fresh perspectives, and problem-solve with peers. This members-only community also provides access to virtual and in-person events where you can chat tech stack, develop efficiencies, and learn new ways to propel your business forward. Apply at finteract.net.